Oh, you're feeling it. You're feeling it. We're keeping it <laughs> on episode number 666. Chris, you can put it a little louder, buddy. They're feeling, <laughs> feeling it's the Steve Maraboli podcast playing a little superstition. Superstition. <laughs> episode number 666. Also... Happy St. Patrick's Day, Superstation. And happy St. Patrick's Day. Got the lucky... Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. Feeling it. Superstition. Superstition leading us in. <laughs> How interesting that that um, as we were going close to episode 661, 662, mm -hmm. some people were actually writing me and saying, are you going to skip Episode 666? No. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. If anything, I'm going to do episode 666A, B, C. <laughs> like, just continue doing it. To me, there's nothing more than I love to explore my ignorance and, of course, everyone else's. I, I find it all hilarious, so much of it hilarious, but at the same time, some of it's true. Hmm. But not because it's true. <laughs> Okay, there it is. But because your belief that it is true makes it true. Right. And there's a lot of intellectual, psychological mm -hmm. factors that come into play with that. Um, so it's really interesting. We say, oh, you know what? I was, I was, I, I, I put in my mind about a blue car, and dude, all I see now is blue cars yeah. everywhere, like the universe. Yes, you. What you're saying is absolutely true. Your inference that there are now more blue cars because you thought of it <laughs> isn't true, but that you notice them more because of the brain confirmation bias that's wow. absolutely true that's so amazing. isn't it true like it it, <laughs> yeah. it makes me it makes it, it makes it uh wonderful for me same with the superstitions of people like oh this is my lucky mm -hmm. this is my lucky glove you know this is my lucky socks when yeah. i'm in the playoffs and you will just like confirmation bias works forward mm -hmm. where you just like i only notice blue cars it also works backwards so when, when you look, when confirmation bias reflects on a timeline in the past and events in the past, something kicks in that's like a, a retroactive continuity mm -hmm. where you keep things that validate that superstition, that agreement with reality, and you eliminate the things that don't. Right. So you'd be like, oh, these are my lucky playoff socks. Well, because you've won three times in those socks. Mm -hmm. Your brain erases the 14 times you've lost in those socks. Wow. Right. So you're like, these are my lucky socks. This, yeah. it's, if I leave and I have to knock on this door twice mm -hmm. and whistle and that kind yeah. of stuff, you know, it's kind of like that Skinner box pigeon thing that I might get into here in a little bit. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. We're talking superstition with yeah, the super are. nerd. Yeah. So uh, I'm happy to talk about that. Thank you, too, for having mm -hmm. this. Thank you for putting it out there. I have to tell you that no matter where I travel and in my DMs, I uh, get a lot of positive feedback with this. Um, and so this show and you two making it possible, giving me the space to just come and uh, and talk. So we're here in Layover Media Studios, and I'm happy to do uh, another podcast. And thank all of you who are responding, who are sharing. I know that podcast isn't everybody's thing. Mm-hmm. But for some people who love podcasts, we're another podcast. And there are some people who are downloading podcast apps just to listen to us. So thank you, all of you. If you find this information inspirational, educational, funny, or just, you know, 
better than nothing. Uh, <laughs> thank you for passing this along. Dear Steve, your show is better than nothing. Still good. Still, thank you. Still thank you because you are correct. It is absolutely better than nothing. So thank you all so much for sharing and letting people know uh, what, uh, what we're doing here. Always, my mission in life is always to empower, inspire, educate, and entertain every single person I can while I can. And I work really hard and really long hours to do that. So thank you all for helping me out in every way that you can. What do we got going on, Steph? We got some... We, <laughs> we got a great... I don't know why I always fumble at this part. I, this is we, my have favorite. A great, we have a great show today. I had a lot of fun putting the show together. Uh... Have you guys ever, had, did you guys ever do the find a penny, pick it up all day long, you'll have good luck? All I'm thinking about is the movie Grease from before both of you were born. I have not what seen What do you guys know movie. about? Grease Wait, Lightning. Wait, you haven't seen Grease? No, I haven't oh. seen Grease it. Lightning. So, okay, so find a penny, pick it up. Everyone who's my age-ish yeah. uh, is right now totally understanding what I'm talking about and at what moment in the movie I'm talking about. But you tell me. About find a penny, pick it up. Oh, it's just interesting that if you find a penny and it's heads, you pick it up and have good luck all day. But if it's tails, don't pick it up because you'll have bad luck. But you flip it over to the head side so someone else can pick it up and have good luck. I just thought that was Hmm. kind of a kind gesture for... That is a kind gesture. And again, pretty cool because, (laughs) first of all, now we can... Well, most of us can be like, oh, that's that's cute. But there's a long time, I'm sure, that people truly believe that. And maybe people right now truly believe it. And what I used to be, I used to be a little bit more of a dick when it came to this stuff. <laughs> like I, I was a little bit more like, no, I'll fight your beliefs. They're ridiculous. And now I'm like, why, why would I steal that from you? <laughs> like now I'm like the more adult version of me is like, why would I steal that from you? Like if you think finding a penny in all heads mm-hmm. brings you good luck, guess what that just did? You're going to see the things that are going to validate that good mm-hmm. luck. And you might have a great day. <laughs> yeah. Not because you weren't going to have a great day anyway, but because you picked mm-hmm. up that penny, you were anticipating a great yep. day and you had right. one. And here me, the dick, is going to steal that from you. <laughs> oh, you're just picking up a penny. There's no scientific proof. So yeah, no. No. no it I'm acts not, like I'm, a placebo. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, want, I don't want to steal that mm-hmm. from people the way I wanted to. Uh, sometimes when I was younger, in the course of wanting to educate you, I realized that I, I was fighting battles I didn't need to fight. Does, what does it bother me that the person thinks a, a picking up a penny makes their day better? Like, mm-hmm. why, why would I want to steal yeah. that? Why do I want right. to be right in telling them how ridiculous that is? Is it ridiculous? Because they're having a great day. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm yeah. not having the best day, and I don't have a penny. Like, so, like, wait a second. Why am I doing that? So nowadays, I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't... I, 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 I know more of what it is rather than yeah. them having a great day. But in at the end, they did have a better day. And if finding that and having that belief helped them have a better day, take all the random events and the mm-hmm. events that happened in the day and instead let them just see the positive mm-hmm. that validate that. I, I don't ever want to take that from anybody ever again. I want you to have a great day. Yeah. I want you to find a penny. I want you to pick it up. <laughs> I want you to have a great day. I want you to find a penny. And if it's tails, then I death. Lean over, 
flip it over to head so that someone else can have a great day. Yeah. And I want you to believe that that will bring you good karma. And yeah. next time something great happens to you, you say, look, it's because I did something for yeah. someone else. I don't ever want to steal that mm -hmm. from somebody. And so I like that. And superstition is so interesting because we are we have that mechanism in our brain we have that mechanism so our brain creates us the steve our brain creates stephanie our brain creates chris to to decipher determine and understand this data and to place it within our agreement with reality to give it that uh, uh the observer effect right there's an actual thinking mechanism observing this data so that is always forward looking in that sense because if you look at it, nobody's really in the now. Mm -hmm. It takes you a little while to process it, you know, point zero 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 one seconds. But everyone's actually living in the past. But it's you experience the now once your brain decides what the now is. But once it decides what the now is, even though you experience it as now, it actually just happens. That's so so it's 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 weird. But your brain, so your brain projects and it projects hope and it projects mm -hmm. patterns. We are pattern seeking. That's, that's what we are. We are pattern-seeking beings. That's why we see clouds that look like a duck's face or a mm -hmm. heart. Or doesn't that cloud look like a balloon, a kid holding a balloon? <laughs> you know, and we start looking right. at patterns. It's why people see, oh, the Virgin Mary's in my toast. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and so or someone might see, it's why there are numerous tests that they put something. They know that a certain thinking individual is going to see the old lady and the next individual looking that at that is going to see a beautiful house. Mm -hmm. They're looking at the same thing, you know, those those, those tests. Yeah. So we know that we are pattern seeking and because we are pattern seeking then that's why those things, oh, I thought of a blue car and now all I see is blue cars. You're seeing a pattern. The universe conspires mm -hmm. in your favor <laughs> is the idea that a pattern has taken place that you benefit from. If I say these words in this order, there is a deity who will look good upon me. I'm following a pattern. Same happens backwards. Well, when I look back now, that's why this person said this. That's why. And I benefit from that. Mm -hmm. I use those patterns all the time. I go through horrible shit and then I clean it up. I tighten it up. I paint it here, <laughs> grab it a little, do a little thing there. And I take that pain and I polish it up. And then I, I relabel that pain as experience and wisdom. Mm -hmm. And I put it back. Well, that's why this happened. Right. Because so I can get to this moment now. And I, ch I change the pattern. Mm -hmm. And I project the pattern. Well, what happens is, well, people say this. When something good happened to me, this is what I was doing. So let me do this and that good thing will happen again. That's the repeating words, going into a certain building to repeat words or going to a certain place. You're finding these patterns. I see it now when I go see my mom at the cemetery. Mm -hmm. I feel more connected with her at the cemetery. Is it because she's there? No, she's everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I feel more connected because I go there for the specific reason to see her. Right. And so I'm doing nothing else. I'm not in front of a computer. I'm not at the airport. I'm not, you know, I'm not distracted by other things. I went there for that specific reason. And that's where I feel it most, not because that's where it is most, but because that's the pattern in which I feel it most. And so it's so interesting when we get into these superstition ideas, 
we get into this that it 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 I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. When there's a person in 2019 that reaches out to me and says, "Are you really gonna do a six 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 show?" <laughs> that is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it, and it's numbers. It's numbers like that's the the six 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 comes from biblical you know mm-hmm. biblical theology the mark of the beast right and Bible scholars are pretty confident that they were doing numerical stuff to to talk about Emperor Nero who was a pretty horrific human being and that you couldn't mm-hmm. write about it so it was it was uh, hidden messages talking about Nero Bible scholars are pretty confident that what what it was but it stayed around. And you yeah. see it, and 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 the unlucky thirteen, and 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 where unlucky thirteen comes from could be numerous things. I know that they thought that maybe it was uh the the was it the Knights Templar who who went and killed and burned people, and it happened to be on a Friday the thirteenth, and that kind of stuff. I know there's a di- a bunch of different Basically. origin stories for the thirteen, but in some places in Europe, it's not unlucky thirteen. In some places in Europe, it's lucky thirteen mm-hmm. and unlucky seventeen. Yep. And and so it, it's it's just the way that that is. Just like, you know, you have different traditions. Thumbs up here means A-OK. Don't put your thumb up in Saudi Arabia. Why? Right? Because that's like giving someone the finger. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You know, yeah. Don't use the peace sign in Germany. Yeah, don't Why? use the peace sign in Germany. It was like a, a slur that the British used during the war. So it's like... Oh. Yeah, so it's it's different cultures do different things. So so you'll find here that that buildings have a 13th floor. They just don't mark it 13, right? They'll go 12, 14, mm-hmm. you know, or or there are there are some airlines that don't have a 13th row. Mm-hmm. In, like there is yeah. a 13th row. They just don't, they just don't name it, it the that. 13th row <laughs> yeah. in case someone's superstitious. So I think that's still funny to this day. Uh, but we have that mechanism in our brain. We have the mechanism in our brain where we believe those things. Uh, B.F. Skinner, who was a, a great, um, he was a researcher. He was a, he was a researcher on psychology and behavior, and he was most most uh, famous for conditioning, operant and conditioning. So he would do a bunch of experiments on different things, and and his his way of conditioning and influence were, were I, I found fascinating. And back in the day when you could do it the way that he he did it, but one thing that he was um, more famous for was his pretty much the his isolation and finding superstition in pigeons. Mm-hmm. So he would do, and, and pigeons, of course, having a similar mechanism as as we do. So he would put these pigeons in a big box, right, and. You would normally just say, you know, push this button and food comes out. Push this button and food comes out. And guess what you did? You just got a bunch of pigeons who knew when you're hungry, push this button. No problem. So he had a different box where that didn't work. So he had a bunch of pigeons in a box and food would come out randomly. So there was no certain amount of time, no certain amount Mm -hmm. of anything just random. It would come out in 20 minutes and then two minutes later and then half hour after that, like mm-hmm. in no, just, in just complete random order. And what he started finding, he saw some findings and was like, huh, let me try this again. New batch of pigeons. Did the same thing. Random, random, random. Wow, this is weird. This is happening again. New batch of pigeons. Kept doing it. And then like, okay, this is consistent. Repeatable science. Every single time. So what did he find? Every single time, he would look at the pigeons and they were acting so weird. They weren't acting like the other pigeons who knew to press the button and get food. 
these random rewarded pigeons were acting weird. You would look in the box and one pigeon would have his little wing up with his like beak towards his wing, almost like he's smelling his own armpit. Mm -hmm. And another pigeon would have like one foot in the air and one pigeon would just be looking straight up as if like looking into the sky. Mm -hmm. Another pigeon would look down with like the wing kind of pointed down. Like, why are you all posing? Why are you all (laughs) so weird? And what he found was through watching observation, you know, constant observation is they would look back of when the food would randomly come out and the pigeons were thinking to themselves last time i did this food came it's amazing so the pigeons would do that last time i did this so the pigeon was like oh when i do this food come and they could be wrong and they could be standing there for 20 minutes but if the food comes they were right yeah see when i do this food comes and so it, he was able to prove and, and, and continuously prove superstition amongst pigeons. Now, we do that, too. Oh, my God, I'm playing my lucky numbers. Are you? How long have you been playing them? 20 years. But let me tell you, when they hit, they're going to forget those 20 years and be like, you see? That's me at the blackjack yeah. table. And that's, and that's everybody at the yeah. blackjack table. That's what that is. We look for mm-hmm. patterns. That's why you hear irrational shit at blackjack tables mm-hmm. or uh what's what the spinny shit when, uh, that spinny one mm-hmm. um whatever that's mm-hmm. called so that's what you hear it hasn't been read for a while i'm mm-hmm. gonna put huh? yeah you're right. you're saying yeah. the pattern mm-hmm. this has got to follow a pattern really it could just stay black the whole Forever. time yeah yeah but there's following a pattern i'm gonna do it i know this is it this has to be it and so we are pattern seekers and you find that in Oh, I, I don't cut my hair during the playoffs. I don't, and you find this time and time again, uh, and and so we are like Skinner box pigeons in that in that sense. And I find it fascinating because I love it. I used to again. I went through a little a little. I'm a behavioral scientist um, time in my life where I w- I wanted to argue all these things, and I realized that in the end, even though I knew I was right, are you? Like, you are correct, but are you correct? Like, you are correct in the sense that that's not why this happened. But if you feel that's why this happened, then that's why it happened to you. Like, that's to you. Why would I want to take that from you? So um, I find it fascinating. It's a, it's a mechanism that, that, uh, that we use and we benefit from. Listen, when I tell somebody, listen... You know, when you change your life, take control of your life and push it in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about patterns. Make it, put it in a different pattern. When you see this pattern, let's switch the pattern. Behavior, abuse, mm-hmm. success, um, all these things are patterns I'm talking about. So we benefit from that. I know that when you change your mind about something, when you change your agreement with reality about something, it can be, everything could be the same the next day. But if you're different, if your thoughts are different, then everything's also different, even though it's the same. I love that shit. And that's why I really went through, through I'd say in the past, uh, maybe like five years solid, past maybe more than that, um, somewhere between five and 10 years, I, I really just fell in love with the experiential side of this like the experiential side of behavioral science 
Not so much. I love, and I'm always going to be interested in what chemicals do and what they are and why this might, you might be feeling a little depressed because of this. And you might feel a little down because of this. You might feel great because of this. Like I get the chemical push and I'm always going to be at the front of listening to new advances in our understanding of the chemical push. But for me, I fell in love with the experiential side of it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you believe this is true and it starts and it becomes what you see, then who am I? It goes back to those two, two stone cutters. To back to the two stone what's, cutters. What's the two stone cutters. So they're, they're, I used to use this uh, story as, as part of a, to talk about agreement with reality. Mm-hmm. So the story is like we're back in like the, in the, in the, in the days where you got to cut you know, stones into blocks and two stone cutters are right next to each other doing the same exact job. One of them is super miserable. And you say, Hey man, what you doing? And he says, I'm cutting this stone into raw, into blocks. (laughs) And the other guy's doing the same exact job. And he's like whistling and having a great day. And and what are you doing? He says, I'm on a team that's building a cathedral. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Agreement with reality. So old dick me from 10 years ago would be like, nah, dude, you're a slave. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're, you're <laughs> what do you mean? You're cutting into stone into block. No, your, your name's not going to be on here, dude. You're not on any team. You're going to be, close your eyes, close your eyes. That's how many history books you're going to be in. None. You know, and that, that would be that would be just me, like all proud science guy. And, that, and, and then I started realizing like, why? Mm-hmm. No, dude, you're on a team that's building a cathedral. Yeah. And you're so happy. Yeah. You're happy. I'm not on this team. I'm not a slave. I'm not. I have a great job and and you're happier than I am. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when you see a kid who's playing with bubbles. Like you want to <laughs> love anything as much as that kid loves bubbles. Yeah. Like why would I <laughs> why would I ever take that from anybody? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like uh, uh um I guess as you as you mature in some of this, and I know there are plenty of people who who don't feel that way, and they say, "Steve, that's a disservice." Mm-hmm. That's a, I, and I found myself in this. So I found myself in in a world where the academics were like, "Dude, stop! Just let no no fantasy talk. Just it's all science, cut and dry." And so I didn't really fit in with them. So because I was uh, into the experiential stuff. But then, like the spiritual woo-woo people were like, "No, science, science is a lie," and you know they're like the complete right. opposite. Like, no, it really is the magic crystals that are making this better. And it's like, wait, no, 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 it's not genetic predisposition. Mm-hmm. It's a curse that needs to be cleansed. And like, wait a second, like, so I, I, I can't, I didn't fit in with them either. So I was kind of just in my, my own little, my own little path here. <laughs> But uh, but I just I'm fascinated by it because it's it's with that that you also help people, which is, again, the whole point of doing any of this. If we're not if you're not helping people, you have to at some point transition from wanting to be right to wanting to be helpful. And I think that uh, you can do that. You 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 can do that. And I found I I feel like I found that. But talking six, 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 loving it. Love we have good it. feedback, Steph. I know I get a bunch. I can imagine you all do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. do. We have. A... Let's see here. We have. Um... Oh, we posted it. This this uh, picture 
quote did really well on Facebook this week. If you fuel your opinions on the opinions of others, you're going to run out of gas. And Veba on Facebook asks, but what about self-criticism? Does it fuel us? Wait, what's her name? Veva? Uh-huh. Veva Las Vegas. <laughs> like that or no? No, like oh. Viva. Oh. Well, I Please guess that works. Oh, well, she goes, no, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, wait, what was the question? I was listening, but okay. I was also drinking Starbucks, not that crack shit you guys have. <laughs> I drink your guys' coffee and I don't sleep for a month. <laughs> so know. I went and got Starbucks before coming. <laughs> uh, so what about self-criticism? Does it fuel us? Um, if you're someone who's fueled by self-criticism. All right. Thanks, Viva, for <laughs> and your... And <laughs> goodbye. No, listen, it's it's how you relate to it. It's mm -hmm. like someone... I see people eating bread and they're fine. I eat bread and I feel like I have a brick in my stomach. Mm -hmm. So what's yeah. bread, good or bad? Neither and both. It's what it is for you. So Viva, if you, if you uh, are fueled by self-criticism, um, then, then yes, it's fueling to you. Um, but if you're not fueled, if you're beating yourself up, then no, and and uh, then no. Just see how it feels to you. Are you advancing through self criticism? Do you say, "Oh wow, I don't really know shit," uh, and then suddenly you just go and study everything you can on the topic, and now you know so much? Then yes, it's fueling you. If you say, "I don't know shit," why even bother? Then no, it's poisoning you. Mm -hmm. See how it does in your life. Don't let somebody, including myself, tell you if it's good or bad for you. I don't know. You determine whether it's good or bad for you. If you've been criticizing yourself for a long time and you haven't advanced, then no. Mm -hmm. If if when you pat yourself on the back, you go nowhere, then that's not good for you. I, I kind of find a happy medium. I, I have gauges in my life. So I'll find, you know, how I feel is important and, and how I, um you know, I have a couple of people around me that I trust, you know, those people that tell you the baby's ugly. I keep them <laughs> around me. People I trust. Um, I, I look at social media, but I have a healthy relationship with people's uh, with people's input, whether positive or negative. But so I found something that works for me. It's a little bit of of uh, I definitely uh, uh, analyze myself critically, uh, but not in a negative way, and uh, not in a negative way. Viva! If I've learned anything, and I have the benefit actually that that most people don't. I'm super super fortunate to have been in the room with some of the most successful people on earth, some of the most high achieving and some of the greatest people on earth. And you know what? They're fucking struggling too, man. So I, I'm critical of myself, um, but not to the point where I, when I, where I belittle myself, but say, hey, I can know more about this. So what I just told you, I used to do this. And then I'm like, oh, that's a little bit dickish. Why are you doing this? You just want to be right. You want to, you on like this, you on the science crusade, you know? So it's instead, so I'm like, no, listen, why would I, you know, and that's critical, but I wasn't beating myself up. I was just laughing at, you know, how we are, we are sometimes, and, and you make the adjustment. So I work from there. Sometimes I, I get, I get uh, proud of accomplishments we do, and then I keep going. Sometimes I beat myself up a little bit, and then I keep going. I find what works for me. Do the same for you. Just see how that self-criticism impacts your life. If it impacts it negatively, and you know, you'll know right away. The second that you're hearing this, you already know the answer. Just have the courage to follow it. Wow, that was great. Boom. That's how I do. That's <laughs> what I roll. It's how I roll. <laughs> uh, I well, how do you how 
how do you separate um, just letting them believe these things and, you know, have a good life when it's actually connected to something bigger and more kind of destructive in a way? Like I think about karma where you can go through karma and, you know, do good things for others and things. But then you think about like the karma system in India, for example, and the caste system and like the poverty and they're separating the, the you know, separating poverty because of karma. You must have been bad in another life. We have to separate. Like, how do you... How do I separate no, them? No, how... Yeah, I mean, do you... Um, think about it ever? No. Okay. <laughs> well, could you say <laughs> no, you don't No, I don't think people. about... I, I don't argue with people about that kind of stuff. I don't... I don't... Uh, I... I do think about that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. but I don't let it get to me because I practice what I preach in the sense that I do not drive myself crazy over shit I don't control. So what's more likely that I'm going to change a caste system in a country mm -hmm. that's been doing this way before I was born, way before my relatives were born, way before you're talking about a, a, a system that's been in place for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, am I going to change that or no? I'm going to continue to put out information, put out th the world life the way I see it, bruises bumps and bruises the way i see it and um and if there are fertile minds in those places mm -hmm. and they happen to engage with something i've written maybe i'll change some minds but uh, whether i'm i don't i don't lose sleep over it i i i only do what i can do i do everything i can to the power that i have and then i go to sleep and then i do the same thing the next day i, I don't really I don't think that way. That's I, I know a lot of people who think that way. I see people arguing on Twitter, like trying to change each other's opinions and that kind of stuff. And I and if you notice, I don't do it. It's not that I don't have thoughts on it, but I just know how it works. I know where people hold those beliefs. I know where in the brain they're holding them. And I know what it would take to change that. And so I, I had friends who uh, that was on their show. And uh, people I, I, I love and respect, I was on their show and they're like, oh, we need a voice like yours and, you know, and politics. And I said, no, you don't. You don't. And they said, well, what you, we argue with people. I said, great. You've been arguing with people. You're vocal. Mm -hmm. You put it out there. You post and repost and throw out your damn and, you know, how many people have come to you and said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I'm changing my religious beliefs. You're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm changing my political beliefs. It doesn't happen that way. You just live your life in a certain way. You share your stuff. And some people will be drawn to the way you live. Some people will be split that way. But you're not going to argue somebody out of it. It's, it's where they hold their agreement with reality. So where they hold their religion, where they hold their politics, that's where they hold their family. I'm this, pol I'm this political party because I think it's what's best for my life, my family. Mm -hmm. I'm this religion because I think it's what's best for my life, my family. Are you going to argue What's best their family, how much they love and how much they protect their family. It's not. Imagine you have a kid and your agreement with reality that your kid is beautiful, right? So, so let's say, and it doesn't even have to be, it, let's just say your kid is born with seven ears and five eyes. Your kid's born with seven ears and five eyes. Now, we will all be like, wow, that's super not normal. Mm -hmm. yeah. That parent is going to say, this kid is beautiful mm -hmm. now how how many look here's a here's a news report saying most people have two ears and two eyes 
And here's a movie. Look, everyone in this movie has two ears and two eyes. And look at all these models. And look at all these things. And look at all these people and all these things. And history. Open the history book. Everyone got two ears and two eyes. You're a kid. What, you think they changed their mind? Oh, you're right. My kid's not beautiful. He didn't even make a dent. How much therapy would I have to give them to get them that mother to be convinced that her kid isn't beautiful? Endless. Yeah. What if I shock her? Shock therapy? Would that work? No. Mm -mm. I'd create a liar. Right. But right. It, it wouldn't believe it. That that's ha That's where those thoughts and those views are kept. Number one, why would I ever try and argue that? And number two, why would I steal that from them? With my yeah. fucking opinion. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck am I? Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like that kind of stuff. I, I, I separate it because it, it's so much deeper than anything I'm going to get to by putting up a picture quote. Right. Giving a seminar. Mm -hmm. Like it's so much deeper than that. And I want people to live the best version of themselves. Not based on me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the guru mindset. I'm not in that guru mindset. I want you to be the best person you can be where you are. You don't have to do anything else. Just be the best version of you. Just like I'm being the best version of me. I'm going as far as I can go. And then the people, other people are going to go as far as they can go. Maybe they go further. Maybe I, who knows? I'm just going to be the best version of myself. And that's what I want people to be. So I'm not going to flip over. You can be the best version of you. And also only if you think like me. No. Because maybe the best version of you is greater than any version I'll ever be. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to... I Think what you think. Just be the best version. And as you become the best version of yourself, you on your own, in your agreement with reality, in your life, are going to find the pathways that agree with you and also find you performing your best. I'm okay with that. I don't need to argue. If you do that while you're thinking whatever you think that I disagree with, that's fine. People disagree with me all the time. I don't like them any less, but I sure as shit don't want them trying to convince me of anything. And so um, for me, when you say, how do I separate it? Here's the beauty of life. When you, control, when you recognize what you control and what you don't control, the reason my answer was so simple was, how do I separate it? I don't have to. It's already separate from me. Wow. I just have to acknowledge that I am separate from it mm -hmm. and do what I can do. It's like the the idea of why why did I let go of yesterday? Because mm -hmm. it already let go of me. Like you're not <laughs> like it's already gone. That's it. You're you're the one holding on. So it's already separate from me. So let me pay, let me focus to what I can do right now. And that's that's how I separate myself. I just I don't separate myself. I acknowledge the fact that it is separate from me. That's great. So you you do that, like you're saying, you do that with religion. You do that with all these. Like, I do it with everything, man. I, so, I've traveled so, awesome. so much that I've met some people, some really awesome people that believe completely different mm -hmm. shit than I believe, and they're really awesome. And at the end, again, there was a, a younger, more <laughs> version mm -hmm. of me who would want to argue theology and all that kind of stuff. And it's just not my interest anymore. Mm -hmm. If you're giving somebody a sandwich, if you're giving somebody a sandwich, I don't give it. I don't care why. If you believe that that's going to get you a million years in paradise or if you just think it's good to give someone a sandwich because they're hungry. 
Like, I don't care. Just mm-hmm. give the guy a sandwich. You know, I, I, I do, do you, if, if, if you're, you're in a burning building and somebody grabs a ladder, do you give a shit why they grab that ladder? <laughs> no. no. Grab the ladder, but for the right reasons. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait. I'm grabbing. Steve, don't worry. I'm grabbing the ladder because I know God wants me to. Okay, thanks. But which God are you referring to first? <laughs> like, like it's so ridiculous. Yeah, that, that does sound ridiculous. Please consider a different God. Oh my God! You know, like that's so ridiculous. It's yeah. not for me. It's for me. It's uh, to me that's so much more ridiculous and. Uh, I would rather that action-oriented stuff than mm-hmm. again belief systems that 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 leave you completely inept. You know those mm-hmm. those type of um, impotent belief systems. Again, the building's burning. Hey, help me! The building's burning. The ladder's right there. Okay, great. I'll pray you find it. I pray that you'll be okay, bro. Don't pray. <laughs> Pass me that fucking ladder. Like it, it's that you know. Oh, you see the hungry person? I'll pray for them. No, bring them a sandwich. <laughs> like that's, that's, bring them a sandwich. And so it's, it's, that, it's that thing. But arguing belief systems mm-hmm. to me, again, used to be something that I was so excited about. Not arguing because I was me. So I'm, you know, word ninja. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it to you and I'm going to trap you in rational dilemmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to prove to you how ridiculous what you think is. And in the end, I would do exactly that. And I didn't feel any better. If anything, I felt a little yucky because it's like, why didn't I? For what reason? Like right. for, you know, so that you can be right, so that you can be, you know, every academic you've met and been with. Like, nah, I don't care why you believe what you believe. Give that dude a sandwich. Make sure that ladder gets up there. You know, <laughs> help somebody who needs help. The rest of it, why you're doing it, I don't know. I don't know. And you could be right. I don't know. Nobody knows. All we'll right. find yeah. out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's how I, I separate it. Right. Good just, question. Just on, the, just on the topic of superstition. No, I love karma, superstition. You know? I love episode that's number such, 666. so interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I do love that. Do you have any more uh, uh, questions that you wanted to get to? Folks, feedback is at. Is it stevemariboli.net? Uh-huh. Yep. net. Um, you can just click by the pages that have me mm-hmm. that say, welcome to stevemariboli.net. He has the reflexes of a cat and the speed of a mongoose, <laughs> oh whatever the website says. Site. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says reflexes of a cat and the speed of a mongoose. Yeah. Look, here he is in a suit. Look, here he is in jujitsu. See, yep. he's a person. <laughs> he does exercise like you. He can wear a suit. Like you. He oh. says smart things and silly things. <laughs> Welcome to stevemariboli.net. Reflexes equal cat. Speed <laughs> equal mongoose. So you can go to, don't you guys think like websites are ridiculous? I'm a person just like you. Ups and downs. I can rock a suit though. I'll tell you yeah. that shit right now. Yeah. But but uh, I'd much rather be in a yeah. jujitsu gi. But yes, check out stevemariboli.net. And also, <clears throat> excuse me, also, uh, you can do feedback from there. Please tell people about our show. We and and on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You could also feedback there if you'd like. Uh, and that is um, just make sure the Steve Maraboli pages that you're following on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter 
are the blue verified checkmark pages. Creepy creepies from all over the world are always trying to be me, and they're contacting people, and they mm-hmm. set up little pages, and they're like, hey, my my main page is too busy, so I just set up a personal one to interact with my fans. <laughs> If you just send me Amazon gift card, you'll get the first, you'll get my new book and I'll sign it. And it's like a book I'm not writing. So make sure, make sure that you are interacting with the pages. And if you're giving me feedback or sending direct messages on Facebook or Instagram, I tend to get back to every single one of them. And a lot of them I get back with Mm -hmm. voice memos. So you absolutely know it's me. Um, because nobody can voice me. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right. So we ha- we got a p- pretty long uh, question, basically from Kara on on Facebook. Pretty basically, she was just asking what what do you do after the boom unbullshitified? How do you start over um, with boom unbullshitifying friends, family? Um, she just wants to know n- now what basically. The- well, you don't start over. Who's that? Kara. Hey, Kara. Uh, I like that. Remember that? Boom. I'm bullshit. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, they love that. Boom. We're gonna, we really have to do like when we start. So we're, we, so folks, we have all kinds of awesome plans. Uh, uh, the YouTube page is, mm-hmm. is coming back to life with little skits and all these type of things. And, and I think one of them should be definitely me in some sort of sheriff's outfit. <laughs> Just going boom, pointing the double gun. <laughs> boom. I'm bullshitified. Something ridiculous. It has to be ridiculous. With like the bang coming out. I really like, but believe me, I also like the life-changing words and with the aura kind of background. And Mm -hmm. there I am saying something brilliant. I like that. That's cool. But also, (laughs) I want ridiculous because a lot of what we do is ridiculous. Yeah. A lot of what I'm saying is ridiculous. A lot of the stuff that, and I'm, I, I recognize it as ridiculous once I'm out of it. Mm-hmm. So once I'm out of saying, hey, you know, we're, we're, someone's <laughs> abusing you all this time and you finally say no and you get out, like stand up for yourself, set a standard for yourself. Now when I look back, I'm like, you thought it was okay to just be abused that way? That's ridiculous. Like I'm worth more than that. But when you're in it, it's not. When you step out, you're like, all right, this is I, – w- I put up with what? Wait, you, they said what? <laughs> like that's crazy. So I want to do some ridiculous stuff. Boom, I'm bullshitified the sheriff. It's funny, that kind of thing. It's just funny and also applies to uh, to life. So Kara says, so I boom, I'm bullshitified. Now what? basically mm-hmm. yeah. but you don't have to start over Kara. you don't you, we don't get there's no start over there's no control alt delete there's just the next day without that person in that position sometimes the boom on bullshitified isn't <clears throat> isn't um that you cut them off completely sometimes it is but sometimes it isn't sometimes they don't know that they got demoted in your life they don't know you still get the text and you haha maybe they notice a little something different but that's okay. That's for them to deal with, not you. You just you just recognize the place that they have. And sometimes when you do have to cut people out, what what then? I don't know. You're in a part of your life you've never experienced before, and neither have I. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take a step. I don't I don't know. Sometimes you you sometimes you plan it out perfectly and you execute that plan perfectly, and sometimes you do use a scientific method. Did you too know that for all its accolades for science giving us the answers, that's not actually the design for science? Can I be a nerd for a second? Yeah, please. So 
the scientific method isn't like a it isn't a belief system you know a lot of times when people argue religion is like well you believe in science it's not a belief system like that it's a method and what true scientific method is isn't to decide what's true it's to eliminate what's false oh so mm. the, the we, we don't know it's 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 edison's quote it's veiled in the scientific method mm-hmm I did not fail. I now know a thousand ways to not make a light bulb. Right. That's the scientific method until you kind of lean towards the one. That's why the, the, the proven things are called theories. It's the heliocentric theory, gravity theory. Like mm-hmm. we know that's it and we're definitely in that direction, but we're still getting new information mm-hmm. every day or you know periodically. So we're in that direction. There is no finite answer yet. And so that's what that is. So Kara you're going into the unknown. So you don't know exactly what's ahead of you in that. But what you do know is that that bullshit's over. (laughs) I I don't know who I'm hanging out with today, but I do know who I'm not hanging out with. Scientific method. Sometimes it's not exactly what you want to be when you grow up. It's figuring out what you don't want to be. Take that off the list. And sometimes that applies in your life. So now what? Now what is what you're going to be dealing with is the withdrawals of that poison, the withdrawals of that person, the withdrawals of what I called patterns. Patterns, another word for patterns, a fancier word for patterns, patterns with a tuxedo on, (laughs) is called habit. Its cousin, also in a weird tuxedo, is called routine. These are patterns we're addicted to. And so what you're going to be dealing with, Kara, is the withdrawal from that. And then our brain plays little tricks on us because remember, our brain's just designed for efficiency. It just doesn't want to work. <laughs> it doesn't right. care what's going on in your life. It doesn't want to work hard. So our brain's going to be like, Psst. oh, they weren't all bad, were they? Don't you miss them a little bit? And then you have to learn like what I learned. It's okay to miss something or someone, but not want it back. Now, I tell you that, Kara, as if I'm the the Maharishi and I figured that shit out. (laughs) I I didn't make a thousand mistakes. Damn, why did I answer the phone? I knew it. Oh, give him one more chance. (laughs) And so that's why I changed, you know, I've mentioned this before. I changed names and faces and yeah. images on my phone yeah. they'll get they'll get different the plunger the etch-a-sketch the titanic mm-hmm. you know <laughs> uh, they'll get they'll get different different the olympic logo yeah. they'll, they'll get they'll get that kind of the stuff yeah because it when i do that it's funny mm-hmm. but what i'm actually doing Kara, is a little trick i'm protecting myself from myself because rational me knows that that person, she's poison to me or they're poison to me. The rational me knows nothing good. Every time I answer, every time I, it, I regret it instantly. I don't feel better. They don't add to my life. They don't, all they do is take whatever reason I find they're poison. Rational me says, that's it. I have to move on. Right? Rational me knows, let go or be dragged. Right? Mm-hmm. But two o'clock in the morning, lonely me, just took a hundred different planes 
And now I'm just, uh, I'm going to sit and eat another meal by myself, me. Ah, maybe when that phone rings, ah, maybe they weren't so bad. So what I do to protect irrational, crazy feelings, reactive me, to protect that version of me, rational me changes their name to either do not answer on my phone or I insert a picture that I associate with them. Are they a plunger because they like to bring up old shit? Are they the etch-a-sketch that they act a certain way and then the next day it's as if they didn't act that way? Are they titan- Are they the Titanic? They're amazing and fun and goosebumps and exciting and all that shit, but they're going to go down. <laughs> they are going to crash and burn and you with them if you're with them. So which one are they? And there are several other I have uh, of these things and, and I'll just replace their picture so that the, the, the number comes up with a picture of a plunger. That is sane me, jokingly reminding insane me, don't answer that phone, man. Not worth it. Not worth it. And so uh, little tricks like that, Kara. But, but, just remember, keep moving forward. Nobody has seen that day. Nobody has seen today. You just keep moving forward. I don't know what it'll bring, but you can smile because you know what it won't bring. <laughs> and by creating that space, you open opportunities for new relationships. And that, to me, is the magic of life. I love that. I had to add a little silence to that because I want to cut that up and put that out there. <laughs> 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 Marty Wait, thinking. do I get to do a Steve Reads? Yes. Awesome. And now it's time for wait, episode six six six. <laughs> Steve Reads. Today I'm gonna read from it's one not of the books. Steve Reads. <laughs> it's only called Steve Reads. Is that it? Steve What's Reed? it called? I think it's just Steve, Steve Reads. Reads. Steve Reads story, story time with Steve. Story time with Steve as he reads <laughs> hey what happens at, wait, so when someone says hey what happens at Steve Reads oh wait what happens at story time with Steve oh Steve Reads yeah uh, his huh, own that's words <laughs> what <laughs> that's I think that's gonna be my new technique of hey Steve how come you don't really take anything that seriously because all my stress comes to me in Seinfeld voice yes <laughs> That's awesome. Why is there so much traffic? That's the best. Why am I being asked for my passport again? <laughs> I'm from here. Oh my gosh. This I'm wearing an American veteran shirt. <laughs> Everyone needs to that's So yeah, that could be why also. My stress that comes in Seinfeld voice. <laughs> Um, all right, so in Storytime with Steve, the section of the show in which Steve reads, today's is going to be from one of his books. Unapologetically <laughs> from You. From Unapologetically <laughs> You, and this one is called Masters and Preachers and Gurus. Oh, my. How exciting. <laughs> this is the best title. This really is. This was this was this one was me with a little more eh, eh. 
<laughs> this one's a little more eh, eh, Steve. Steve uh, you want to fight? Steve was, this was Steve looking for a fight sometimes. Um, masters and preachers and gurus. Oh, my. We... Am I entertaining you oh, both? I Am I entertaining you both? All right. And thank you everybody for listening because I really appreciate this this hour I, that I get to come down here and and entertain the masses. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Okay, I have to be serious, right? Because it's time for story time with Steve in which Steve reads. Masters and preachers and gurus, oh my. We are non-physical, spiritual, conscious, experiencing a material human existence. In the scope of eternity, we are spiritual beings that spend very short time living in this human experience. You are already a spiritual being. Always have been, always will be. Why would you throw away even a single human day trying to be what you already are? And why would any of us succumb to the parasitic antics of countless masters and preachers and gurus, oh my. <clears throat> For years, centuries, and millennia, we have had these masters, preachers, and gurus, oh my, trying to teach us to be something we are already are. We are enchanted by their charismatic and pain anesthetizing words. But during this process, we lose connection with our human potentiality. So we end up with plenty of spiritual solutions to deal with our stressful human feelings, but no practical strategies to avoid those feelings and situations to begin with. We end up buying these books in the spiritual, self-help, and personal growth sections of the bookstore. Notice these sections get bigger and bigger. We attend these huge expo events with masters and preachers and gurus speaking, peddling their miracle products talking about transcending your humanity and liberating yourself from the material world while charging you very real human money for their products and services. Life is challenging. We have money issues, relationship issues, health issues, personal issues, professional issues, etc. So, of course, these charismatic orators and brilliant marketers have success selling their solution or secret or salvation to our problems. But we fail to see that we get caught up in the cycle of needing their anesthesia instead of just confronting the issue that causes us the problems to begin with. You have problems paying bills? That's not a spiritual problem. It's a financial one. Stop looking elsewhere for the solution and deal with it. If you're having relationship issues, that's not a spiritual problem. Get your head out of the clouds and put it back into the parameters of your partnership. Deal with your communication issues or maturity issues or friendship issues. Don't seek an answer from a source that was not the issue to begin with. You are already a spiritual being. You have been created with every tool you need to remedy your situation and to live your purpose. Anyone who tells you different either lacks an understanding of the depth of our experience and potentiality or is trying to sell you something or both. You don't have a spiritual problem or a mystical energy problem, or a prayer problem, or a meditation problem. What you have is a very human problem that can only be fixed in the very human way. 
While spiritual techniques can offer amazing relief for such stresses, they cannot solve the cause of the stress. The reason we need to see more masters and preachers and gurus, oh my, come into the commercial world and we watch the associated sections of the bookstores grow and grow is because they figured out an effective way to offer a simple cure to a problem we don't have. And we fall for it 100% of the time. If you want true change in your life, you must take responsibility. Embrace the truth that your spirituality wasn't the cause of your stress, and it's not going to be the solution either. If you want something different, you have to live differently. Incorporate a healthy balance of your spirituality and your humanity. Pray, meditate, visualize. Then get up and take action that will bring them to life. Pray, meditate, visualize for better finances. Then make better financial decisions. Pray, meditate, visualize for better relationships. Then make mature, love-driven decisions. Pray, meditate, visualize for a healthier life. Then exercise and make better food choices. Live your prayer. Act on your meditation. Be your visualization. How would your life be different if you finally let go of your need to be validated or nourished by the preachers and masters and gurus, oh my, and you finally looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I'm going to breathe life back into my life. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to take action. I'm going to live my life, my prayer, my meditation, my faith, and my dreams as a verb. Let today be the day you embrace your spirituality without turning your back on your humanity. Squeeze this amazing human experience for all its nourishing juices. Take action towards the life you see for yourself. Don't just look to the sky and beg for it. Put your feet on the ground and create it. You are more powerful than you know. Explore the depth of that power today. Ooh, I love that. And that's the way it goes. Masters and preachers and gurus. Oh, my. my. And this has been episode 666. (laughs) Superstition, a little behavioral science, a little deeper Mm -hmm. insight into my brain, mind, and ridiculousness. Love it. And, of course, a little on masters and preachers and gurus. Oh, my. I'm glad we got to some feedback. Yes. Keep the feedback coming. We'll either answer on the show or we'll answer... Uh, uh, I'll answer you personally <laughs> So <laughs> yeah. somewhere in my travels so thank you so much everybody check out stevemariboli.net and all our social media pages Facebook, Instagram uh, uh, Twitter make sure you're speaking with the, the uh, verified accounts that have the blue check mark those are our only accounts and please share Share, share. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, I hope this podcast finds you smiling and I'm sending you big hugs from New York. See you next time.